Welcome to Her Drive Podcast, a female-focused interview series with women of the world discussing their road trips to success. I'm your host, Cindy Cramblatt, a travel expert, business owner, and curious spirit with a knack for meeting fascinating women. Please join me as I hop in the passenger seat and chat with these ambitious women about what drives them, twists and turns, and those pedal-to-the-metal moments. Let's drive. Volusia County, Florida is a rare place that permits cars to drive and park on the pristine white sand of their beaches. During a surf trip to the coastal town of New Smyrna, I was readying for the water when the cutest ice cream truck sound tickled my ears, (laughs) followed by views of a bright blue truck with Ice Queen written on the side. I quickly learned the petite woman driving the massive truck happens to be Tina Sabella, whose story from abuse to triumph is larger than life. My name is Tina Sabella, and the name of my business is the Ice Queen Truck. I have the privilege of driving up and down this beach as a beach concessionaire through Volusia County Beach Rentals and the cooperation with the county. And uh, we sell ice cream. We deliver smiles. I was married for 30 years, and it was not a good situation for me for a very long time and I just woke up one day and decided that was it, I was moving on. And uh, I literally ran away from home. And uh, I had one friend that lived, just moved to Florida, I had no idea where she was, um, but I just asked her if I ran away from home, could I stay with her? And she said, of course. And I drove straight through the night and arrived here and the next day she took me into this adorable little beach town that I felt so familiar to. Growing up in Staten Island we attended the beaches at the Jersey Shore and it was very reminiscent of those beach towns and I just said I'm never leaving here and that was it. I never left and uh, one opportunity after another just kept presenting itself to me and that was it and now I'm the ice queen. (laughs) I had been in an abusive relationship since I was 16 years old. I wound up marrying that person and stayed with him for 30 years. And it was uh, not only physically abusive, but emotionally and mentally abusive. And it had a terrible effect on my two children. Um, And this was their father. Um, As we approached the age that we were able to retire, I just realized that there was nothing more that I could do to help fix this person, and I had to save myself. So it was just an explosive encounter that pushed me to realize that I had to take my power and walk away. I used to think that I was incredibly brave to stay and endure the abuse because it's really not easy to do, but I understood finally that it was brave to walk away. And since I walked away, anything that I wanted has just arrived and appeared. So I, made promises and prayed to God and the universe and that um, if I could walk out the door 
that I would never turn back again and that I would make it my mission to help other people get out of these types of situations and uh, I found uh, the strength that I needed along the way just basically from other women holding me up and encouraging me to do more, stay focused and um, allow myself the time that I needed to figure it out. And um, my, my promise that I made was to grow this business, this entity, into a thing where it has some sort of a recognition and not only about making enough money, because it's really not about the money, um, it's about making people happy and getting myself to a position of influence where what I have to say matters. And I'm finding that that's exactly where I am now. I have been um, asked to uh, a attend and speak at a gala benefit for another organization that I recently met. Coincidentally, the name of my business is the Ice Queen Truck. Well, the name of this organization is Thriving Queens of Volusia County and their mission is to raise money for women that are in domestic violence situations and they can't get out. So we are going to be raising money to donate to Beacon House, which is uh, an active um, safe house for women uh, to leave those types of, and children, to get them out of those environments. So the promises that I made to the universe that I would do this are literally unfolding right now. Um, and that's, that's all I really wanted to do is to be able to encourage others to get out and empower themselves and hopefully I can have some sort of an impact on some of those women. What year did you leave? In uh, uh, April Fool's Day of April of 2017, April okay. 1st. <laughs> and, and was there a specific reason of that, of that day? Uh, no, it just happened. It, that's just when it happened. It was just another violent explosion that was approaching um, more than 24 hours. And I, I had just had knee surgery, so I had time off from my, my job. And, um, you know, we lived a very nice, comfortable life. We each earned, you know, we're high salary earners. And um, it had nothing to do with finances. It just has everything to do with, you know, control and giving up control or taking control. And, uh, you know, it took me a very long time to understand that this was having long-term effects on my children who are now adults. And as well as how did I want to live the rest of my life? I knew I didn't want to live it that way anymore. So I just, uh, knew that I had time off from work that I could pick up and leave and clear my head and make decisions. And uh, I drove straight through the night. I didn't stop. I didn't 
have music on. I didn't drink any coffee. I didn't drink any water. I just went straight through, and um, I, I knew I was never going back. Uh, just the freedom in leaving was enough for me to never go back. I went from living in a 4,000-square-foot home and to living in a one-bedroom condo, not knowing how I was going to pay for anything. Um, I cashed out my 401k. I remembered I had that. You know, he cut me off from all of my finances, and I just uh, was, I figured it out. I just figured it out. And uh, if there were, was help for me along the way financially, um, I would have left a lot sooner. But there's, a, a, there, there's so much that's attached to staying, and um, that's why I really want to have the ability to have the access to women because I understand what they're going through and just to help guide people and hopefully get enough traction from the business owners just here locally that I know to help participate in financing things like Beacon House so women can walk away. Um, for a woman or really anyone who is watching this, what's, what words of advice do you have for them? Um, you just have to do what you have to do to survive and that comes in many different forms. And the power is within you. You can't rely on other people to do it for you. You can't rely on the abusive party to wake up one day and decide they're never going to do that again because that's never going to happen. So you just have to make a decision at some point where you say, I'm not going to put up with this anymore and eliminate the fear. Once you eliminate the fear, you can really do anything. Very true. If you were going to go back in time and give a younger you advice, what age would you be and what would you say? Um, I would be 18 and I would say uh, you should listen to your mother. And what is it that your mother said? He's not the right guy for you. But when you're 18 and you're rebellious, <laughs> the last thing you do is listen to your mom. And so that's what I would say. I say that to most people now. I mean, I can recognize a young person in a relationship. I can recognize it when they're being controlled or being abused. And I confront them head on. And I say, I know what's going on. And uh, you should listen to your mother. Does your mother like that young man? No, she doesn't. And I just say, listen to your mother. I just knew that I had to be seven or eight states away to make it happen, finally. I had tried to leave many, many times when my children were younger, uh, but again, it was the fear, it was the threat, it was violent, so I knew that I had to be that far away to really, you know, I was, I was 52 or 53 years old, and I said, I don't have that much more time, and, I'm now 56 and I know that by the time you know I reach the age of 60 that my business is going to continue to grow. I went from having one truck to three trucks. By the time I'm 60, I plan on being 
able to enjoy my life and really focus on the um, important work that needs to be done for the charities that I want to be involved in. I was always in um, leadership positions, even at my places of employment, and I was, uh, that's what intimidated and angered my husband more than anything. And, um, you know, the more accolades people gave to me, the worse my relationship was with him. So it was almost as if he really preferred me to be almost like a fainting wallflower. And um, there were times where I thought, well, let me try that. Maybe that will work. But it never worked. No matter what I was able to morph myself into, you know, to, for him to mold me into a certain way, none of it worked. And I, I tried enough times over 30 years. Um, and I couldn't stop being me and doing what I believe I was put here for. And I had always wanted to um, have my own business and um, he was in control, even though it was both of our money, he was always in control of the money and always in control of when we could do anything. And um, you know, it would have to be his idea. So then I had to start, it was a lot of strategy. Over a 30 year span, I had to learn how to be very strategic about everything because I never knew what direction a conversation would go in. So I had to pre-plan and it gave me anxiety. And now I have this anticipation anxiety about anything and it's hard to make decisions. And it's, it, it's a lot, it's exhausting really. And I, ice cream was never on my vision board. When the ice cream truck was presented to me, it wasn't going to cost as much as it would have for what my other idea was. So it was attractive to me, even though to me I felt like I was, you know, peddling poison. I didn't want to sell this kind of food. I was so against it. Um, but I thought, well, if I have a product that I am proud of selling, then maybe it wouldn't be so bad. If I can find a sort of an ice cream or a popsicle that is more aligned with how I eat, I'm not the only one that eats this way. I'll find other people that would appreciate this type of product as well. So I did some research. I found another woman-owned business who's based out of uh, Lacanto, Florida. And the name of her business is Pop Fusions. And she makes all natural, real fruit popsicles in Florida. No chemicals, no preservatives, no food dyes. She supports as many local farms as she can um, that practice natural organic farming and uh, we forged a strategic partnership and the first year that I carried this and again my background in sales afforded me the luxury of being able to now change and influence people about what they're putting in their body whether they're screaming for a SpongeBob or you know a dairy ice cream I was able to suggest other options that were healthier and better. And um, I thought that this was going to be a layer on type of business, maybe a mom who would not eat ice cream like me on the beach, but would have a fruit popsicle. And the first year it accounted for one third of my business, which I could not believe when I finally looked at the numbers after the first year that I, I went through so many 
fruit popsicles, you know, just, and it's definitely part of my salesmanship because I won't let you leave without one, basically. And uh, we started this following. Everybody here in this town knows I have these pop fusions. Um, the company Pop Fusions wound up asking me to be their sales rep, so I started getting it placed all over town because I really believed in it. I wasn't afraid of the competition of anybody else selling it. I was just happy to help her grow her business, and uh, we are still very good friends. Um, I absolutely have used my truck as a vehicle to educate people about what they're eating, and if people walk up to me and say, I don't want to hear about that, I just want an ice cream sandwich. Well, you'll have an ice cream sandwich, <laughs> you know? but I just uh, think it's just important and uh, people have responded to it and there's been a tremendous response to it. And what the beauty of it is, what I really love is that so many people, whether they live here in New Smyrna, Florida or anywhere, um, they go back home and they contact Pop Fusions. Maybe they're a business owner and they want to carry it, or maybe they contact her and they say, who else has it? Where else can we go that we know we'll get your popsicles? So her business has grown because of it as well. When women come together, it's just absolutely incredible how the, even with alpha females, it's not about competition. It really is about raising each other up. And it's, it's not because we're weaker. I think it's because we're stronger and we are more secure with ourselves, not afraid of someone trying to steal our ideas or steal our businesses or put each other out of business. I am in awe of the amazing women that I have met since I have arrived here. It is just mind-blowing and uh, we are just always helping each other randomly. I could not see somebody for a whole year and say, oh, you know what, she would be great at that. Let me call her and ask her uh, if she's interested. And then I put people together and it's like, wow, look at what just happened. And uh, it's, I just think that's what we're all here for. We're all here to help each other. Whether it's male or female, that's just what we're supposed to do. But it just, it just feels like it happens more instinctually with women for some reason. And I'm not a feminist. I'm just um, glad that I am a female. <laughs> well, when you look through your windshield of life, mm -hmm. your road trip that's ahead, what is it that you see? <laughs> well, I do see the ice queen shop, which will be an ice cream shop. I do see a full production line of prepackaged ice creams as well as developing my own recipes to be a little bit more responsibly sourced using local dairy farms, uh, using organic methods, using local farmers, um, and just being really creative with the product. That's what I see going forward, and by the time, again, I have you know four years to get this all accomplished, um, I, I would like to hope that I could see myself relaxing, but I don't see it happening. I just think there's too much to do. There's always going to be someone that needs help. There's always going to be someone that needs mentoring. There's always going to be something, and I just don't see myself slowing down. I probably see another business in the future, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but um, 
I can't see myself stopping. I think I, I feel like I lost too much time. Well, I'm incredibly grateful and thankful always um, for the people that just keep crossing my path and for the incredible opportunities that continue to unfold in front of me. And I would just always encourage people to not take things for granted and coincidences are more like meant to be. And um, I don't know, it's just always be grateful and thankful and remove the fear. And that's where your power is, is when you move the fear. Tina the Ice Queen continues to provide smiles and warm hearts in the Florida sunshine. She is a powerful example of what can come when a woman stands up for herself and lives in a heart-centered space. Thanks for listening to Her Drive with Cindy Cramblatt. If you want to know more about today's guest or know a fascinating woman you'd love for me to interview, please see the show notes, visit Instagram or her-drive.com. And please, 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 if you love the show, leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for riding along and subscribe to join our next woman and her drive to success.